0: happy friday happy friday <laughs> how's it going
1: it's uh it's going well it's been a good week
0: has it nice yeah, i think so <laughs> good i'm excited to hear about it yeah i got a piano oh did you i did that's actually the piano that has been at my parents house since i was 12 or something
1: Hmm. good hand-me-down piano
0: yeah but it's nice and my dad was like i'm not using it do you want it and i was like actually yeah i have space for it and so i studied piano when i was a kid i used to play for like maybe six or seven years and didn't really like it at the time in classic fashion it was really actually huge for my like development as a musician because i could i could read music and i just like started training my musical brain which was actually so i'm very grateful that my parents made me do that for a while lately i've been like you know i i kind of miss it I could, I could get back to that so Got the piano. Ordered some music books. I have a, like a repair person coming today to take a look at it. It's really nice to have an instrument in the house again.
1: I'm a piano player too. I'm not like super classically trained. I was sort of more ad hoc trained, and I learned a little bit later in life. Yeah, I played in jazz band uh, in no way, high school. I didn't know this. And yeah, wow, yeah. How About that, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I ordered a, um,
0: some musical theater stuff, of course, because I love musical theater, but also um, a ragtime book cuz i i think right time is like such a cool piano style. So like when i was taking lessons i was it was always classical like and i was interested in other stuff and they were like no no classical is what you do. But so now i'm excited to like branch out and try some other other things.
1: Classical training is is great and all. My wife played piano too. Uh, growing up she did lessons for a long time but always stuck to like the very traditional like you learn a piece and you refine the piece and you perfect it and like you don't deviate like that's not what you do you don't improvise in a in a piece of mozart or whatever i'm kind of glad that i have the skill of like eh hey, i'll just sit with like give me some chords or give me like a a melody line and i'll just kind of riff on it like it's just it's fun to be able to do that um yeah
0: liberating so there's a there's like this feeling i get of like wow i can make music now cuz like mm-hmm. you can, can kind of sing by yourself but not really but having like a piano plus singing it's a whole different level so i'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty excited
1: yeah Someone just recommended to me um the Song Exploder podcast. I don't know if you've heard this. There's a ton of episodes of them and they they take an artist and a song and they interview like the artist is just kind of deconstructing talking about how the song came about and like they I just listened to one episode uh yesterday and like they they really ripped the song apart and they're like, "Yeah, we were we started with this riff." And then they like start with that and then like it took us a while to figure out you know how to, how to make this come together and then we just started playing this on the drums and like they used to start layering it all together and it's fascinating to hear like how people compose you know and um and then hear it all come together so i think you might enjoy what that. a
0: great uh, uh title as well
1: yeah yeah i know That's so good <laughs> Yep. very cool so um what was so good about your week Oh well, you know, I mean I I feel like I maybe overhyped it in my Okay. <laughs> my <initial laughs> what was acceptable about your week? <laughs> acceptable. If you recall, I had the goal of getting my Google verification thing submitted. I checked that off yesterday. There were a few a few steps to complete for that. Like I had to record a little video demoing like how exactly I use the OAuth scopes in the app. They have very specific requirements around like we need your privacy policy to mention how you use Google data and it has to be hosted on your website. And I was originally just gonna like link out to this service that I'm using for for like kind of auto-generating most of the boilerplate. So like I had to like create a page for that and get that embedded. So there was just some little little things like that where like getting all the ducks in the row. So I spent most of yesterday afternoon doing that. I'm at the dog food ready level. It's just I need to deploy the database configuration into prod and like sign up for my register my own account and basically lock it in so that i can't just keep resetting the database every time i want to make changes (laughs) so i'm I'm feeling uh, i'm feeling good about that i think i'll be sharing my my scheduling link uh next week with folks as as need be cool um what do
0: you think the distance between
1: like the gap between like you using it and then someone else using it is there are a number of like shortcuts and hacks that i've taken to get to the point of me being able to use it well, one, getting the Google verification is a is a blocker. And hopefully, I heard from someone else that that will hopefully take on the order of days it did for them um, recently, as opposed to like the worst case, which is like, you know, three to five weeks or something. Um, mm-hmm. But then even after that, like once I register my account, like I have UI in place, like placeholder UI where you can select which calendars you want to include for conflict resolution and which calendar you want to like use as your main one for registering your events so like for me i would you know link both my work calendar and my personal and then i would probably have most events get recorded onto my personal calendar just because that's my main my main hub none of that ui works right now like i haven't just i haven't wired up like the the ability to check those boxes for example i don't know there's just like some parts that you just can't update without like doing it in the console so i just need to like add some form fields at various points and make sure that's Working well. So I would say um, maybe like a week or two, realistically, of work before I would feel comfortable like actually letting someone sign up and create their own.
0: Nice. Well, yeah. that's, that's not so long.
1: Yeah. Um, I know that like Zoom integration for a lot of people is going to be important. I'm glad I took that, did like that survey, that early adopter survey as part of the kind of joining the email list thing. have totally. so like, Yeah, like 300 responses so to that. and. So I can kind of started like pouring through those responses and trying to wrap my arms around like what, you know, how many people in there do I think I have who can get on without like Zoom integration? Not that I think it'll be that huge of a deal, I hope, like hopefully they have a nice API, but that's just another piece that I know, like interacting with yet another external API, it's going to be it's it's more complicated than just uh, implementing a insert a row into a database type of thing. So. i'm tempted to like dive in and get the zoom integration built right now but i feel like i should probably just try to get people on who don't need zoom yet are you
0: finding interesting stuff in the survey responses
1: yeah i mean i I really have enjoyed the responses to the particularly to the question of like you know are you in the market for a solution today and like what are you what are you looking to solve exactly and you know a handful of people responded to that just like nope not in the market and i was like oh this was a good question to ask because yeah right <laughs> like they want to reserve their username and they're like you know curious to see what i'm working on but it's like no I'm not in the market so <laughs> totally
0: um yeah that's that's a good question just to ask them like are you trying to buy a thing that i'm making yeah yeah i like that we we asked that in the one of the early tuple surveys it was like are you interested in being part of our paid beta or whatever we were saying at the time and that was that was a really good segmentation question
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I just have started to to like casually look over it. I I think I'm gonna kind of start putting people into like a little kind of spreadsheet, something like a, build a little matrix, so I can figure out what my next cohort looks like based on their responses and stuff. But so far, just just kind of qualitatively um, skimming through there, it's giving me a good a good sense of like what what differentiators resonate most most with people, and I think unsurprisingly, like the the solving the power dynamic is kind of jumping out as one of the one of the big things some people remarked like i wasn't really i didn't really think i cared that much i just thought like yeah calendly's fine and then when i start when i saw the landing page i was like yeah you know what you're right i would probably use it a lot more if there wasn't if it wasn't so awkward there's a lot of like voice of customer stuff that i can kind of start pulling out of there too i'm already thinking about like more narrow headlines that could speak specifically to this problem based on what people are kind of expressing so
0: Do you have thoughts on making that better? Like how to, how to solve the power
1: dynamic? How to make it less awkward? I'm still kind of feeling good about the approach of like really easily being able to spin up um, personalized scheduling links. I think that's going to be a big part of it. But I keep kind of having just thought explorations like, all right, try to put yourself in the shoes of like, I'm a person who's really trying to get a meeting with you. It would still feel weird to be like, hey, I'd really love to meet with you. If you have some time, Ben, here's my link. Like, you know, like, yeah, um, yeah it's tricky. It's really tricky. <laughs> you told me this before. I'd
0: forgotten about the sort of like collaborative workspacey thing that you create for both people. And like one thing, and then maybe this is small, but maybe it's not. is like if my name were in the URL it feels like you made me a customized thing that I kind of want to click more and that feels more tailored or something, or it might shift some
1: of those dynamics a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So even like some suggested copy, like I, I like the idea of like you go into the UI when you create this thing, or, or maybe it's through a browser plugin or something really convenient. Then it like put something on your clipboard that's like, here's some recommended text to use with this link. And it could be something like, hey, Ben, I'd really like to find a time to meet with you next week like here's when when i'm available like just a more efficient way of like saying like oh i can i'm my schedule's pretty open i'm good like tuesday and thursday are best for me it's like no here's just a representation of my availability not to not to say like ben you should pick a time that's convenient for me but just to say like here's what works best here's a rich view of what my availability is to make your job easier of like ping pong back a time i think this can be massaged with some language and some Um, yeah maybe some small touches like like the name and the url thing or something like that so Hmm. interesting
0: yeah there it does feel like there's like like, a little thing at the heart of this that might be tough to overcome which is just like it's there's a little bit of the sense of like asking someone to do you a favor or like to do work for you a little bit and i I think that's the core thing you're fighting against which is like we want to schedule you look at this and figure out where we're mutually available you might be able to find a sort of series of small things that don't that don't make it feel that way or, or lessen that feeling that will push people over the line yeah
1: i hope so <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah that'd be cool yeah it's interesting that that's the core that's one of the core problems you're seeing like that was one of the things i told i think i told you like as mm-hmm. I, I think about mm-hmm. um but it's, it's it's kind of fascinating to see that come up from a bunch of other people
1: i think it makes sense it feels like a small thing but uh, but on the other hand it's kind of like it's kind of like one of the biggest problems like Like Cowanly is fine if everyone's on board with the with the premise of it, and and if both people are using it, you know it's it's okay. But like most most of the time, it's just messier than that, and there's it's just kind of fraught with with like "Uh, I don't know, is this gonna seem weird? Is this gonna seem passive aggressive? Does it seem like I'm asking too much? And it's a squishy problem, but it's that problem that leads people to intentionally choosing suboptimal ways of doing it, like ah forget it i don't want to seem weird so i'm just gonna ping pong five emails back and forth and then boom you've just wasted a bunch of time you know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Hmm. that's interesting this idea of like a collaborative space is really appealing and like i wonder if you can almost disguise the meeting scheduling as part of this collaborative space you're putting together and like welcome to horrific scope creep from ben's ideas but like (laughs) it's almost like hey like if you check out whatever slash ben slash derek reimer which is the thing i just made for us to talk about this meeting and you go there and it's like here's a place for notes here's a place for background oh also let's just resolve when we're gonna do it as like part of this module or something yeah then it's like oh he's not asking me to go like figure out his calendar it's just like he made us a thing and one of the things it's gonna do is figure out when the meeting is but also i have all these other
1: Toys, or something, or like this, there's, there's other upside to this,
0: right? Yeah, might, can, might help with the pitch, perhaps.
1: Yep, I think it's something to explore. On, like, I mean, yeah, even just thinking of it as beyond just a time, but like, this is the this is the the this is an object that we can attach other rich information to, you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry about the <laughs> fact that this is more than
0: a calendar, but you know, <laughs> here we are. This is um, good, yeah, this is good. that is interesting. Like I, I actually don't think I've ever seen someone like reify the idea of a conversation or a meeting or a call as a first-class object manipulable by both sides. Like maybe a, like a Google Doc, I guess, is the closest thing. Like I do some one-on-ones and I have a, a shared Google Doc that we that we look at, but like that's just a dumb box that we dump text into. Versus like this thing knows that. This is a meeting or maybe even a series of meetings or
1: or, or like a
0: multi-part meeting or something. That's, that sounds really interesting.
1: Well, and I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, um, say, we're doing like a, we're doing a special business meeting of some kind or a board meeting, say. Right. And it's like there's multiple people here. And then it's like, well, we need to we need to attach some minutes. And it's like, well, you could just send that out in an email or if this was like the main place where we're coordinating the action items for this meeting, like you could just drop, you know, you could drop a doc on there. You could drop a markdown thing. You could have like a little, a little comment area where it's like people can have discussion around this thing at leading up to the meeting. Um, you know, and like, like, here's
0: a place to throw agenda items. Yeah. That you want to talk about, by the way, the notes will get emailed out afterwards automatically or a link to the notes or something or, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm sounds kind of cool
1: yeah another piece that i was thinking about too is like if i'm sending someone a booking link i have automatically like my video conferencing details attached to it and like like all the things that work best for me and another way that this could be more collaborative where it's like this is kind of just a template a placeholder for our thing like do you do we want to use your zoom go ahead and just like drop your thing in there like or even figure out like is zoom best for you like sometimes I'm like working something out and it's like well I'm just making an assumption that like you have Zoom and you're wa- you want to use it but maybe you're just a whereby person or maybe you prefer Google Meet or I don't know like but there's always all these baked in assumptions too which feels like like you're giving the person who's who's booking it no choice in the matter um if if they're you're forcing them to use your thing so maybe there could be like a uh a way to to kind of make that more of like i don't know i'm happy to use your zoom link or whatever you prefer to use and you can just drop in your own Mm -hmm. details there yeah
0: like it's it's configuration for the the event that you're creating yeah yeah it's kind of interesting Hmm. this is cool i mean this kind of seems like there's an interesting like kind of rich vein of possibilities here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like this especially now like meetings and like remote calls and these meetings and chatting with people are like happening like crazy Seem like there's interesting things to be done here, perhaps. There's sort of new ground that could solve interesting problems,
1: right? Especially since we're yeah, like being being a more remote world now. Like we're you're kind of forced to be a little bit more deliberate about about kind of setting up times to meet, as opposed to like spontaneous in-office interactions that where maybe you wouldn't have to be as deliberate. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like calls
0: tend to go better when it's worth a lot of times taking notes and then sending those notes around to people. But that's kind of like a manual thing that you have to do and think about, and is not like baked into a, the the item itself or the process itself exactly.
1: Yeah, so there should be an there should be a follow up email, is optionally follow up email, and it's like, hey, just reply to this and summarize, take notes on what happened, or like you know leave a leave a, a final note or something, and then reply to the email, and then it just attaches it to it and sends it around to everybody.
0: That yeah be an idea. That, that'd be cool this kind of reminds me of the thing i like thought about building at one point for tuple which is like like a sales deal tracking thing that everyone has access to where it's like oh we're, i'm talking to company x about possibly purchasing tuple let me make one of these items like let's make this an, a, a web accessible page and then everyone can see what the status is what the process looks like after this what's blocking it and like it's it was like get some reminders maybe like hey you're holding up step five because you said you'd send me the whatever and you didn't uh I, I love i think i like this idea of like take a process or an event or whatever and give it turn it into like a a url
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and then add some smarts to it mm-hmm. sounds kind of cool mm-hmm. hmm. all right well good luck go build that <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> should take that's a week good. or two and then uh yeah
1: yeah and then we'll be good World go. domination yes yes
0: also, by the way, make sure you're doing sales and marketing. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. So many hats to wear. A lot of hats. I can't believe you're wearing five hats. All right. mm-hmm. you, you look amazing. Don't I look ridiculous? <laughs> you look something, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. Cool. Uh, anything else in your world, or should I start saying what I'm doing? I think that's quite enough for this time. Uh, what have <laughs> you been up to? <laughs> wow, it's been 21 minutes. Time's flying. Um, okay. So I ran my first all-hands meeting uh, the other day
1: yeah yeah and you were actually there i was there i I dropped in on that yeah yeah that was cool um what did you think i thought it was really um very well run very thoughtful um not just saying has to be nice yeah you (laughs) You have to say that because i'm recording (laughs) right i've been in um you know all hands meetings before where there's maybe a lot of like philosophical high level talking for at length and uh I think it's a temptation to be like I'm. I'm the CEO. I'm going to talk at a very, very you know, ten thousand foot level to give everyone an idea of what's you know what I'm seeing from my perspective, which I feel like is mostly unnecessary. <laughs> so, so I thought that was uh, good. You didn't do that. There was a pretty clear agenda set up front, which I think is really. I mean the worst the worst meetings are ones where like. You don't really know what's gonna happen and it kind of just unfolds in front of you and you're like, How long is this gonna go on? But um Right.
0: And worse, like the person clearly doesn't have a plan.
1: Yeah, right. So it was it was clear that it's like, okay, I'm gonna give some updates on some wins from sales and marketing, some wins from engineering, um, and and then we'll open up the floor for questions and yeah, it felt it felt just uh really tight and just what it needed to be and i mean you had an hour blocked off and took half an hour and was like all right i think we're good which uh meetings do tend to expand to the time allotted <laughs> so. yes indeed i think next time i'll i'll block off half an hour
0: one of my like goals for the, that was to go fast uh, just like keep it moving so it doesn't get boring and force sort of concision and focus on the important things and i was
1: really happy that i, I feel like I, we we nailed that pretty well right yeah because i've been in meetings before where it's like an hour set aside and it's like they're kind of kind of moving at a slow cadence and it's like well i don't really know if i have anything else but we blocked off an hour so and it's like so what What? are you saying should we no fill this with fluff or what do you what do you imply you know so
0: um. god i hope no one ever says that to me (laughs) (laughs) it's terrible man speed is so good sometimes just optimizing for how do we do this quickly is is a really nice uh, approach um so yeah so you, you touched on the the elements so started with celebrations from the various areas of the company Spend like a, a couple minutes on just uh, alignment or just to like here are the things we talked about recently and here are some of the big goals for the quarter like here's the theme and then yeah q a at the end and like a little bit of lessons learned like asking people like what was good what could what would we, could we do better Um, but yeah i was pretty happy with how it went it was interesting preparing for this felt like prepping for a talk like a conference talk where it's like this is basically kind of a performance in a way i had some of like my pre-conference talk jitters type feeling oh interesting like the night before i was like i'm a little stressed that this is going to be lame in this way or people are going to be annoyed by this thing and like um and then once it gets rolling i'm like oh this is fun i love this which is which is how all my talks go
1: well, that's so funny because, yeah, you seemed very it seemed just chill and casual. But but also I could tell that planning went into it, you know, because it was when there's not a plan, it's like uh, it just becomes obvious, you know, so good. Yeah. Well, that was my goal. So I glad that. That worked. Yeah.
0: So uh, in other news, uh, we got featured in a, a blog post on the Stripe blog. Yeah, I which, saw that. Which is super cool. Yeah, so we uh, we were in the beta for Stripe's uh, customer billing portal that came out recently, which is just like lets people upgrade and downgrade their plans, or cancel, or update their card, things like that. Which is things that I was so excited to not have to write. I've been kind of waiting for them to do this for years. Like it's felt like the, the Stripe primitives were at a certain level, and I was like, yeah, but there's this next level clearly they're going to go there eventually and Mm -hmm. it finally kind of happened
1: boy i'm glad i didn't build that yeah yeah (laughs) totally
0: dodged a bullet there i thought about it a few times honestly and it just felt like a dangerous place to play like the next level up from where stripe is like they're just too good and too ambitious and it was just way way too dangerous it's been cool like i have a couple friends at stripe at this point like we started to get into like some of their betas and it's just it's super fun like they're a pretty large company they're pretty darn, darn successful but they are just crazy about like getting early feedback from customers on things and like start with like a pretty small team build a thing give it to some people iterate on it and like it's it's awesome to see a company at their level of success where they could just be like we're just going to keep doubling down on this API or like we're just going to kind of rest on our laurels or something but instead they're like they're really Um, consistent and and effective at like getting feedback and and using it to shape the the things they're doing
1: yeah is there are there any particular like process things that you observed from being part of one of their betas like do they do anything special to to try to draw feedback out of you or like what kind of cadence did they talk to you about stuff so we're we're part of a
0: couple things Um, one is like a really early stage thing that they're working on and it was interesting to get to have that experience because i was talking to like a product management person on that project, and one of the things that she had done was make these sort of mock-ups in just like Keynote, and it was just like really simple, like kind of rough wireframes. And it was like, does this make more sense or does this make more sense? She gave me kind of like a lot of A B choices, like would would this phrasing mean things to you or would this phrasing? I uh, thought that was a, a pretty savvy thing, and just also like, I think they have almost like no one using this this thing that we're we're going to get access to. And they were like gathering the feedback already. And it was like clearly in like the earliest phases, but they were already saying like, okay, who do we get on? Like, who do we get into this to be pilot customers of it? I just love that. I can see how this is going could potentially be a very large, complicated, uh, sensitive kind of thing. But it's, it's clearly also in its infancy and they're also in, involving people right now. So rather than like saying, well, we have hundreds of engineers and designers and product people let's think of a beautiful dream and build up to that and then start bringing people into it instead they're like just so you know at launch it's going to do this one thing it's going to be really simple and they're like we're just very honest with me like this is going to be a really plain kind of you know bare bones thing for a while Uh, but we want you in there now giving us feedback and telling us where to where to take it it felt like a startup like 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 how a a brand new company would would do a thing it was like there's like a little startup team inside stripe building a new thing and that and that that really struck me
1: yeah i think that's the part of their process and there's probably a lot of a lot of the most successful companies like stripe are i'm sure using a similar similar type of um methodology to build new stuff and it's funny that like we don't that's mostly invisible to just your average Stripe user. So, Like I just see the announcement when it comes out and it's like this fully formed thing. And you just, I don't know. I've always just assumed that like, Oh, they're just, they just know the space so well that they just, they they just go back and, and architect this brand new thing and then launch it. Um, So it's, it's cool to hear that, that yeah, they're actually just working the same exact process that all the rest of us are. Um, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. It's, I've been having this thought recently about feedback in general Stripe is just like kind of crazy about soliciting feedback from people. Um, like they they spun up like a joint Slack channel with us. So like we can just like drop thoughts into the Slack channel. There was this thing that, that really impressed me years ago. Uh, I was at MicroConf and Stripe had sponsored it. And you think of a company sponsoring a conference and who they would probably send to the conference. And it's like maybe sales, maybe marketing. But Stripe had sent engineers and so, I'm talking to somebody from Stripe, but he's like, oh, yeah, I work on this thing. And I was like, oh, no way. And he's like, are you a customer? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, um, hmm. And after like a, a moment, I was like, oh, there is this one thing. And he was like, okay. And he pulls out a notebook yep. and a pen <laughs> yep. and starts writing what I'm saying. And I was like, wow. And then like he's like, and what's your email address? And like wrote down so he could follow up with me. And I was just like, that's incredible. Like, this is already like a billion-dollar company. They're clearly killing it. But like, they have like, you know, just it's clearly so baked into their dna that they want that customer feedback all the time and they're willing to act on it and, and do things with it patrick collison did a q a at microconf and during the q a he was like by the way my email address is this if you have any yeah. feedback about stripe please let me know
1: well and i think that at that same microconf he was also i just found him in the hallway he was just kind of standing like and i think people didn't really recognize him or know who he a lot of people didn't realize that was him you know and he was very, I mean, just very like, humble. oh, hi, I'm Patrick, I work at Stripe, you know, and like, <laughs> like, he just I had his notebook out, too. It. He had his notebook out, too. And I saw him like mm. deep in conversation with people. And he was like scribbling down notes. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's
0: such an inspiration to me. Yeah. And so this so I've been thinking of this kind of broader theme of feedback. So I mentioned two podcasts ago about how valuable I think feedback is and like especially feedback you weren't expecting. And that was in the context of like between people at the company. I've continued to feel that way, like even even recently, just like the, the better we can get at like telling each other how we're actually doing, what actually upsets us, what like you know, what we wish the other person would do, what we think they're doing great, uh, the, the the stronger the company becomes. And then the more the company communicates with its customers, the better that goes as well, the better the, the business and the product becomes. And it just feels like it's actually just this, this is the one umbrella thing, which is like. How good are you as a company, as an organization at getting feedback flowing within the company and without the company? And
1: it's just like, I think that's kind of like, it feels like the magic there. Right. I mean, we're all decently smart people, but your ability to act on like, use your intellect is only as good as like the inputs that you put into it. And if you're not stocking it up with the right inputs, like you can sit in a vacuum and build you know, a crazy, beautiful product that that does a thing really well, but does it actually solve anyone's problem? Well, I don't know. You have to talk to people and like... (laughs) Yeah. And and if you bake the wrong assumptions into
0: the product, it it will not do well. But you can sort of, you can break those down and make fewer of those mistakes and discover the path forward so much better with like, if you have these good lines of communication open and you make use of them. It's telling to me that Patrick and this engineer I talked to are not just asking for feedback and kind of like letting it wash over them they're like writing it down and they're like this it's probably captured somewhere at more more durable and there's it's attached to an email address so you can follow up about it like it's it's not it's clearly like a really important thing that they're trying to capture and, and keep and also on all of my calls with stripe product people they have asked to record it and so like they'll they'll say like is it okay if i record this so i can take notes from it later so like the, the talk is the, the conversation is going to get written up into, a, you know, a written version later and then probably yeah. shared around or stored somewhere. And yeah. Hmm.
1: Wow. Yeah. That, so that definitely seems like one of the things to really deliberately try to get good at is, well, I think asking good questions is another one, right? Like <laughs> like figuring out learning how to be a good question asker and a good feedback recipient. Um, so important.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You won't get that you won't get the best feedback if you don't ask for it well and you also don't if you don't do anything with it right like if, if people learn that like oh I, I send you bug reports or i send you ideas and nothing happens you train them pretty quickly that it's not worth the time but like when people ask for something and you build it fairly fast that's like like the best thing ever as a customer it feels amazing
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so i seek to tread in those footsteps
1: yeah yeah Good, good models out there to follow, though. It's it's out there. We just have to mm-hmm. just got to do it.
0: Yeah. All right. One more thing. Yeah. Before we wrap, phone calls are great. <laughs> Telephone. Telephone. Phone calls are great. Yeah. Uh, like when I'm talking to people that I know pretty well, uh, which I do a decent amount these days. Um, I have been switching to phone, like no video, so audio only, and it is so much nicer. It is way less draining. I can be like lightly productive on other things. Like I can be like tidying my apartment up or like chopping vegetables for dinner or like just even just even if I do nothing, but just kind of strolling around, like not being tethered to a, a place and not having to worry about what I look like is so <laughs> nice.
1: Yes. Humans from 30 years ago are just cracking up at us like, you idiots. Why are you? Why would you move everything to video? <laughs>
0: just because yeah, you well, have I mean,
1: the camera doesn't mean you have to use it. sure totally i
0: mean there's times where the camera's great right yeah um but for for people that i already know and i'm comfortable with where i don't need to exert as much effort to like read their body language or to like build rapport via because i I think it's hard to compete with video for like and like faces for nuance and rapport but once that's there uh it's just it's so nice to drop it (laughs) You don't spend like forty percent of your time looking at yourself and thinking about your hair, or like thinking about your background or your lighting or whatever. And physically, just e- able to move around. Like I'll just like sit down, stand up, go over here, like stretch for a second, like pick that thing up off the floor, throw it away. Like it's it, man, it's quality of life improvement.
1: So you heard it here first. Phone calls. <laughs> Use that phone. No, I remember. Um, <laughs> like when I joined the lead pages team, one of the one of the guys we had leading leading one of our small teams i needed to talk to him about something and i was like oh do you want to do this like zoom i don't know if i'll i don't know if i'll be able to do zoom because i think i'm going to be getting in the car and he's like how about how about a phone call (laughs) i was like oh yeah i just that sticks in my brain because i mean we just got we got so used to just using all the fancy tooling and he was like um here's my phone number it works pretty well (laughs) Mm, nice yeah Yeah.
0: i I had a call yesterday and i like got in a car and, like, was taking it in the car and then, like, got out, got to my apartment and, like, it just continued and it was fine and didn't disrupt anybody. It was like, oh, okay. Although I will say, like, FaceTime audio is where it's at. So much higher quality than, like, plain telephone calls. I wish they would change that in the world, but until then, FaceTime audio is, is, is really nice. And this is kind of interesting. Like, people have been telling us they really like the audio-only Tuple calls for a while now and that they use that for, like, you know, just day-to-day hour-to-hour conversation with people it makes sense yeah it's good it's, it's, nice it's a good light.
1: strikes strikes good balance i think yeah
0: yeah so yeah that's my plug nice plug for phones all right <laughs> yeah let's keep them
1: all right notes of the show notes of the show can be found at dot com thanks for listening see ya